Hey friends, it's been a minute or two, hasn't it? Yeah, my fall season has just been crazy busy and I am so sorry to not be able to join you for the last two months. Uh, I run a baking business out of my home and fall flavors are definitely the busiest time of year. And I have been down and out baking cookies and brownies and all kinds of things lately. It has been deliciously wonderful and incredibly busy around here. So I am so sorry that you had to get put on the back burner, but I'm sure as busy parents yourselves, you understand, especially if you also work full time. So I'm back and I hope that uh, you've enjoyed the fall season as much as I have, uh, despite the fact that I've been incredibly busy. Uh, it has definitely been um, beautiful weather around here. We've had the most perfect weekends, and it's been wonderful. But, <laughs> as you can imagine, reality must go on. So, we've had quite uh, a season of changes, phases. Uh, let's see, it's been an adjustment period for many of us around here. And I thought I would dive into what I'm studying right now because, as usual, what I'm studying in the Word applies perfectly with reality in my home because God is good and His love endures forever, which is part of what I've just studied. So let's dive in and see what kind of adventures are going on around here in the Pfeiffer Adventures in Parenting with God. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That sounds amazing to me. How about you, friends? Doing this parenting thing alone is hard, but the great news is that we are not alone. We have an amazing, perfect God who can guide us, carry us, take our burdens, and give us rest when we are weary. His burden is light, but the joys of parenting are many, and He has made you the parent of your children on purpose. So let's see what God has to share with us today. Thanks for joining me. August is Mental Health Awareness Month. We have such a huge rise in mental health issues right now, especially among children, and it completely breaks my heart. That's why I created Comfort Creatures. They are cute little fuzzballs with beautiful, sparkling eyes. They're slightly weighted, and they're just a fun little critter to keep with them to help them to feel safe to um to be able to feel and play with they're like a fidget toy or security uh it's a beautiful they're just so cute they can keep them in their pockets they can bring them with them wherever they go they can tell them their worries when i was younger i had these little worry dolls and i would tell them my worries and i feel like it was a great way to learn how to pray 
And these comfort creatures are just that. They're a great tool to teach kids how to pray, but it gives them something tactile and physical and something to look at. But they can imagine that God is listening to them while they're talking to their little critter, their little comfort creature. They come in a variety of colors. They are all the softest fur, faux fur, that you can imagine, and they're just so sweet. They come packaged with an adoption certificate so they can name them and they can become part of the family. There's also an additional calm breathing kit that can be added to this package for just a couple of dollars. And it gives them a couple of techniques so that when they start getting anxious and overwhelmed, if they tend to get shortness of breath because of anxiety, this is a great tool to add on to give them a couple of ways to treat the anxiety and help to learn to calm themselves down. But this this epidemic has really broken my heart and I just felt like this was my little way to help. So check them out at our Etsy store. Izzy Drew Lane is the name of the store. You can go to etsy.com slash forward slash shop forward slash Izzy Drew Lane. That's I-Z-Z-Y D-R-E-W Lane. I'll put the link in the show notes for your reference, but check them out. And while you're there, check out the slime kits that my girls are making. They're scented and they're fun and they're another tactile activity that the kids can make and keep with them in their nice sturdy storage case and play with for months. So enjoy it, check it out, and I hope you find comfort in my creatures. Welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. And I do want to stress the imperfect parenting here today because it has been a very trying couple of months, really just the last year of repeated, repeated, uh, prideful teenage moments that we're just not seeing some fruit in. And it's been... I don't know if you've ever gone through this. Um, if you're a, a dad, you probably haven't. But um, don't let me categorize you because maybe you have. Uh, but I definitely think this is more on the emotional side of the mom, the weary mom who just doesn't know what to do anymore. And that's me. Um, broke down a couple of times this week over uh, one of my teenager gr- teenage girls and just kind of one of those times when you just throw your hands up and say, I have no idea what to do with this. Yeah, it's been it's been a very interesting adventure around here and not in a fun way. <laughs> it's, yeah. But on my Bible study side, we've been studying Exodus. And you'd think, well, what does Exodus have to do with parenting? I wondered that myself as we ventured into it thinking, okay, what is this, what is Exodus going to teach me about my walk with God? And as usual, God pleasantly surprised me with reality and extraordinary parallels in Exodus in my life and my walk with him. It is amazing to me how thousands of years ago, when history was being written by God, that it was going to apply to my life today. And he just amazes me at 
why he wrote everything down, why he had everything scribed. It wasn't just to prove that things happened. It was to also supply us with wisdom for our lives today. Now, if you've listened to me for any length of time at this point, you know that I love the Word of God. You know that I stress the extreme importance of getting into the Word daily and teaching your kids to do the same because it's incredible and it's a, it'll apply to your life. And every nugget in here is great for teaching, for reproof. Uh, it's just... God does not waste words. And I I say that a lot and I mean it. He does not waste words. So this whole book of his words are for a purpose and for a time. And for me, I'm going to read to you from Exodus 14. And I'm going to start in verse 13. So at this point, I'll give you a quick summary. You sure are familiar with the story, but if you read it in detail and slowly like we've been doing in community Bible study, you get so much more out of the details. And it's been a really cool for us to dive deep into the story of the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt. So at this point, they're not quite to the Red Sea. Uh, Well, they're on the shore of the Red Sea. Uh, They've been camping out. Pharaoh is on his way to chase them down after having let them go and the Israelites are freaking out and they're getting mad at Moses and saying why'd you bring us out here just so we can die they're being sarcastic they're fearing they're panicking they're forgetting about the fact that they have the presence of God with them they have the pillar of cloud by day to protect them from the sun they have the pillar of fire by night to protect them from the darkness God is ever present with them in a visible form. I mean, you, you don't just have a cloud covering you all day and fire covering you all night and not be well aware of the presence of God in those things. So you have to wonder how quickly they took for granted. How, how did they take for granted so quickly that God's presence was among them? And after having seen all the plagues, it's crazy. Uh, but we do that too, don't we? We we can go through something and be so hyper aware of God's presence and the way that he protected us through things or got us through or taught us through. And then the next thing, the next bad thing happens and you're like, oh, I'm all alone. Where's God? I don't know what to do. We try to do everything ourselves yet again because we forget that we have this mighty God that loves us and intimately wants to take care of us. So this is Moses's reaction to them. And I'll go into a little detail about Moses later, about some interesting details that I never realized uh, about this situation. So here's what Moses is saying to these panicking Israelites. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. She's basically saying, shut up and let the Lord work. He's going to work today, right now. He's going to take care of us. He said he would. Let's trust his word. He's not done dealing with the Egyptians yet. 
Have you not seen what he's done? Now, I'm paraphrasing, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. Um, I This is not scripture anymore, uh, but it's me paraphrasing what I've been studying. Based on what I've been studying and based on what Moses has been um, hearing from the Lord and how he's been uh, communicating and uh, representing God, he and Aaron, his brother. It is... Um, it's so amazing to see Moses walk through this because at the beginning when with the burning bush and all that, which I'm sure you are also very familiar with, Moses said, um, I'm not the right guy. You might want to find someone else. I'm not good at talking. Uh, you, you don't want me. Go find somebody else. Yeah, the, you, you got the wrong guy, wrong bush. Maybe wait for the next guy to come by. And then God says, no, no, it's you. You need to do this. And then he just, he gives excuse after excuse after excuse to God why he is not the person to do the job or he can't. And that's why Aaron comes alongside him and God's like, well, maybe if you can't, your brother can do the talking for you, okay? But you still need to be part of it and you still need to act. You still need to hold up your staff and do things. But Aaron can talk for you. So God, in his mercifulness, says, all right, I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bust you for your excuses. I'm gonna give you a little bit of an out, but not really an out. You still have to do things. You still have to participate. Because I've I have called you. But I'm gonna allow a little bit of grace here and let your brother do the talking, solve that problem. Then that's no longer an excuse. He basically says negating the excuses here. And eventually over time, over each plague after a couple of plagues, Moses no longer complains. He just does it because he's like, whoa, I'm seeing the power of God here. I see how you're working on our behalf. This is crazy, but it just might work. Okay, you said it. Okay, let's do it. All right, this didn't work yet. It's not done yet. I'm not going to worry because you clearly have a plan. So Moses's confidence in God over each plague, each trouble, each issue, every time Moses is seeing Pharaoh's heart harden, he has not lost confidence in God. In fact, he gains confidence with each plague, with each hardened heart situation, each conversation he has with Pharaoh that doesn't work out for the Egyptian, uh, for the Israelites to leave. He sees God working anyway. And he's trusting him more and more. And he's also telling the Israelites the same thing. Guys, God's still working here. He's not done. Stop panicking. Stop fearing. Just let God do his thing. It will be fine. God said so. Let's trust him. So what does that have to do with me and parenting and you and parenting? A lot. Because sometimes parenting feels like one panic attack after another or one falter after another or one dramatic series of problems after another, doesn't it? One growth spurt, one emotional outburst after another, one phase, right? When they get through one phase, it's almost like you uh, exhale. And then a few days later, you're like, oh, and here we go again. Especially if if you have more than one kid. It feels like somebody is always going through something. Because they're kids. They're growing up. They're learning how to be a human in this crazy world, right? And you're trying to guide them. 
because they don't know. But they don't always think that you know either, especially as they get older. They think they know more. Yeah. Sorry about those who uh, have littles and haven't gotten to the teenage years yet. I'm sure you've heard this before, but they know everything. Maybe you remember knowing everything when you were a teenager, but yeah, they really know everything. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) Oh, my Lanta, I tell you what, it has been a day or two for me here. So I'm not going to go through the details of what my teenager is going through right now because they all go through stuff at different times, different ages. There's no formula for me, though, because I have been through this particular teenager has given me a ride for a long time, pretty much her whole life. And I knew that these years were going to be very rough with her because of her personality and that's okay. I'm kind of, you know, you can't mentally prepare for these things, but you can anticipate and go, yeah, okay, well, we'll just see. Let me just buckle up. Uh, well, <laughs> my buckle wasn't that tight this week. And I broke down twice, like just busted out in tears. A friend of mine and I were kind of laughing together about the fact that the same night we were both sitting in a pile of Christian parenting books that we particularly love. Um, I don't advocate for them too much, but um, I have two or three that I actually like to go to because they are scripture-based and I can get in there and find the scripture I need to read and uh, let God speak to my heart. But both of us were having that kind of night. We were both crying over, you know, just upset over specific children and issues and just (laughs) relying on scripture and crying out to God. But that's the thing. I didn't used to do that automatically. My go-to was like the Israelites. Like, God, what are you doing? This is, this is hard and I can't do it. And oh man. But like for me, before I really cried out to God, I would, this is why I don't rely on parenting books that much because I used to rely on them too much. And so I'm very cautious about that because I want to go to God first. I don't want to go to experts first who don't know my children who don't know me. I don't want to go to them. I want to go to God first, who is the expert in me and my children. He is the expert. And I've learned the hard way that going to him first is best. And so that's what I was doing. That's what my friend was doing this week. Same night, right about the same time, which is so funny to us now. It wasn't funny at the time, but now we look back and we're just laughing. Like we were both just freaking out and just crying out to God. Pile of parenting books full of scripture on our laps going, God, what do I do? This is, this is your child. You gave this child to me to parent. What's next? What do we do? Um, I'm at a loss. I need your wisdom. I need your words. And yeah, so that's where I was at there. Now, I'm still kind of there, but I'm not crying. I'm not freaking out now because I've, I had my little pity party, kind of like the Israelites, but I went to God first. I wasn't complaining to somebody else and saying, you know, why did you do this? It's no one's fault. Uh, I went to God first, like Moses, relying on God, trusting God, knowing that God would have the answer because of my experience in that. I trust him. Uh, I'm really excited. I know this sounds weird, but I'm really excited that I did that only because it wasn't my my knee-jerk reaction before. My knee-jerk reaction has not always been going to God first. And I know it sounds to some maybe wicked cheesy that I'm saying, oh, I went to God. 
but that's the right thing to do. And I'm just really thankful to God for turning my heart to remember to go to him first because I used to just forget and I would forget to pray first. And I still forget to pray first sometimes quite a bit, actually more than I wish. I wish I always remember to go to God first for everything, but I don't, but definitely in parenting, um, I've learned that he's the way because <laughs> I'm certainly not the way. Now, do I have clarity yet with the situation? Not completely, but I'm trusting God with it. I'm trusting him with the long game with this child. I've been doing that for a really long time. And I continue to do that because why would I change? So far, so good. He's the only one that can turn her heart. He's the only one that can work in her through his Holy Spirit. If she was baptized. She trusts in the Lord. She's accepted him as her Lord and Savior. I know she has a spirit working in her. She's just had a lot of prideful issues that she's been putting up a wall and not letting him do that. But God's working on her. God's working on her. And I know that. And I trust him with her. And so going through Exodus and watching Moses' walk has reminded me a lot of my walk. And I wonder, how is your walk going in that realm? Are you trusting him with the long game of your kids' hearts? Or are you trying to go through every parenting book like I used to, to find answers? Are you going to your friends who are good Christians, have wonderful kids, and asking them for help, advice? What did they do? Which is totally normal, and I get it, and that's okay. But that shouldn't be your first step. That's part of God's plan. God wants to be the first person that you come to. He made you. He made your child. He gave you your child on purpose. You parenting your child is not a mistake. He paired you up perfectly, even though it doesn't feel perfect most of the time. Maybe not most of the time. I shouldn't say that, but certain times. Sometimes you're like, why? I can't, I'm not equipped for this. No, but God will equip you. Maybe you're not equipped now. Maybe you don't feel equipped now. But he called you to this. He called you to parent this child. So he will equip you. That's something I've learned from him. When I was directing my homeschool community years ago, I didn't feel, I didn't even feel called to it, Honestly. And I definitely did not feel equipped to run a homeschool community. I'm like, I've never directed anything in my whole life. I can barely handle parenting. Um, Not the right person for this job. And guess what? That's just like what Moses said to God at the burning bush. (laughs) It's exactly what he said. I'm not equipped for this. I'm not the right guy. You don't want me. Uh, But God did. And he called me. I just didn't feel called. Um, but he definitely called me because nobody else stepped up and I stepped up. I had a willing heart and that is all I needed was a willing heart. And he changed me in so many ways. I'll maybe go into that. Maybe that'll be a podcast in the future. Um, but he changed me in so many ways through me just saying yes, that I am a new person because of that. And I learned so much about trusting him, which um, that's a life skill, my friends. If, if you can learn anything in life, trusting God with everything is probably one of the best things you can ever learn because life is full of surprises and hard times and trials and 
great things too. I mean, this isn't meant to be a depressing podcast. Sorry about that. I was going down a rabbit hole. Life's full of great things too. But trusting in God when things don't go your way or the way you expected or hoped instead of fearing that it's the worst thing in the world is is definitely probably the most useful life skill you could ever have. I mean, it's part of your faith. And trusting in God, knowing he's with you through the thick and the thin, the good and the bad, going to his word, finding ways to see your walk in the walks of those before you. That's the whole point of recording is seeing, okay, I can trust God. If God can eliminate an entire nation to save his people, I think that he can take care of me and my daughter. I think he's watching over us. I think he's clearing a path. He has a purpose. We're going to learn from this. We're going to grow from this. And we're going to trust him even more after this is done. Because he's good. He loves us. He's faithful. He's trustworthy. And he's brilliant. And has the perfect timing. So if I'm not seeing things now, it's because it's not the right time. But I trust that the fruit will be there because I'm trusting in him. I'm faithful in him. If my daughter's not yet, then that's, that's, she's, she's getting there. She's young. She has the whole lifetime of experience to see him work in her life and trust him. And I hope that she sees it in my life. I hope that I'm modeling that for her because that's the best thing I can do. So that's what I'm doing. So I hope this podcast wasn't depressing to you. I hope it was encouraging to you. If you're going through something, don't forget to go to God. Trust him. He's he's worthy of it. Glorify him for the little things if you need to. Praise him. Throw some worship music on. Do what Moses' sister did, Miriam, after they got through the Red Sea. And grab some tambourines and start dancing and singing with the ladies. Go for a ladies' night. Bring some tambourines with you and go dancing. I don't know. Do what you got to do to celebrate the little things. Have some coffee. Enjoy your time. Hang out with people who understand you. Surround yourself with faithful people that can encourage you to go to God or that will go to God on your behalf when you just feel like you've got nothing left. Because you will go through that. But it's better on the other side. When the enemy is flooded and defeated because God already has the victory over that through Jesus Christ. Remember that victory has already been won on your behalf. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. God will use everything for good. And let's glorify him for that. So praise you, God. Thank you so much for uh, the trials that highlight the times and the places where we need to be refined where we need to trust in you. We need to rely on you more. We're reminded of our weaknesses because you are strong and we need your strength. We need your peace. We need your patience. We need your wisdom. We need to be faithful in you because you are trustworthy. You are glorious. You are magnificent and your love endures forever. We praise you and we thank you for making us parents, helping us to see our children the way that you see them and the way that you see us. Helping us to learn to love the way you love. It is in your precious name we pray. Amen. 
Have a great week, you guys. I just encourage you to stay in the word. Stay with God. He's worth it. Have a good week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. I am so glad that you joined us today. This is so much fun to be able to encourage you and remind you that God loves you and wants to partner with you in your parenting journey. Remember, he made you the parent of your kids on purpose. If you like this episode, please, please take time to rate and review it so that other people can find this podcast as well. I'd really appreciate it. And I think so would other people who get to be blessed by this. And share it with friends and family that you think it would bless too. Let's spread the word and let people know that God loves them and wants to be with them each and every day in their parenting journey. Thanks for stopping by and I hope you join us next week.